guys. Uh, Welcome back to Love Essie, the podcast. And this is episode nine. Episodio numero nueve. Um, And this week, um, I think, I don't want to jinx myself, but I think this is going to be a slightly shorter episode. Um, This week I'm talking about Branded by Fire, which is book six in the Side Changeling um, series by Nalini Singh. And you're probably like, book six already? Yes, 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 already. We are on Branded by Fire. Now, if you guys listened to my very first episode where I sort of gave a brief sort of background history of who I was and why I loved romance, I mentioned uh, this book the fact that this book was my introduction to Nolini Singh, the author, which I then from that point after this book started looking for all of her books, started reading all of them, proceeded to then read all of the side changelings that had been published up until that point, then went on to read her Guild Hunter series, and then started like literally combing her backlist to be like, well, what else is there? And found, you know, some Harlequins and then became a fan slash stan and followed, have followed her career um, and read every book that she puts out pretty much um, because I just really like her writing. I really like her storytelling and I, at no point have I ever been like, well, I've always been like, God damn, this is good. Even if sometimes I've like read the book like many times, I'm still like, oh, oh, I'm shooketh. It's like, girl, you know how this ends. But then I was like, yeah, but it's so, so well written. And enough time has passed in between rereads. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of forgot. I didn't, but I kind of did. I'm still like pleasantly. Anyway, so book six, Branded by Fire. Um usually I do you know spoiler section last non-spoiler first so I'm gonna try to do non-spoiler right now that's going to branded by fire but without the spoilers um I really enjoyed this book again this is was my first Nalini so I think I could be wrong but I sometimes think that the book that first puts you on to an author in many ways is a favorite because if it wasn't such a good book to you you would not read any more about that author right like you'd be like that was great and then probably never read them again but if it's a book that touched you so much that you then went and like looked for everything that person ever wrote then that that ends up sort of being you know not sort of being you end up looking at that book in a way that you might not treat other books because you're just like but this 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 was the gateway the gateway to the magic um so even though this is obviously not the beginning of the series we're now we are six books in um i think this book sets up a lot for farther down the line doesn't feel like it's a it this book doesn't feel like it's just putting in sort of the work for later books it's still an I think a one amazing love story in and of itself our two uh main characters um Riley Kincaid and oh crap I don't actually know Mercy's last name I know her first name is Melisande and she hates it but I don't think I remember Mercy's last name. I I will search for it as I continue talking because I'm like, wait, like, shouldn't I know this? And like, usually I write this information down um, before I like start talking because I'm like, oh, I have to like give you guys that. But this time, maybe it's because I'm like, oh, it it doesn't really matter. They're just so wonderful. Um, Or I mean, does she ever tell us what their last name is? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, so Riley Kincaid and Mercy are both changeling. And in, they both, they each, they don't belong to the same packs. Uh, Mercy is a member of Dark River. uh, And Riley is a member of Snowdancer. Now, within their packs, they are the highest rank of soldier you can be. In Snowdancer, that is lieutenant. 
in Dark River that is Sentinel. So Mercy, a Sentinel. Riley, a Lieutenant. These are not characters that are like, I just sort of like do a desk job and then I go home. Like we are talking about two people who are at the top sort of of their field, their game, um, are sort of second you know, second in command, right hand of their um, alphas and are sort of seen as like, you know, in within the leadership, leadership stru- uh, structure of each pack, they don't have like, you know, middling roles. They have very clear uh, frontline leadership roles. So I think uh, this book, I think, does really it really makes it clear to you, the reader, um, that these are two people who are always going to obviously do their best for their packs. But what then happens when you fall in love with someone who's, you know, from a separate pack? And and we're talking about changeling. So you also have the animal to contend with. And if you guys remember, Dark River, they're leopards. Snow Dancer, they're wolves. Uh, so it's kind of like cat and dog, leopard and wolf. Like normally you'd be like, nah. But that's apparently what's about to happen. So this book... um in this book we see what changeling life really really is about in the previous books up until this point we have sort of seen a changeling mate uh with a uh, either human or a psi person so we haven't seen so in this book we're really really sort of um, immersed in the changeling world what it means to be changeling and then we're given sort of the layers of what of what that might look like or what it is and you know the conversation of dominance and what that means in packs and the fact that like because changelings are both human and they're animal there are things that the animal requires or does that the human then has to work with or around except you know so it isn't um this love story is different from the previous books that we've seen because in the previous books only one partner has been changeling and that partner has in many cases you know had to not in many cases in all cases has had to show the other person um what changeling life is like in this book no they they both know what changeling life is like because they're both changeling um and so their love story I think in some ways feels like it's so much more focused on how they feel for each other because these aren't two people that are they're having to straddle the conflicts of you know their positions in their packs the fact that you know they have different animals what that might mean but sort of their core it's not like oh I'm side I don't really understand how changing changelings work i'm human i don't really understand how changelings work oh my god you're side i don't really get like the side no emotion thing oh my god you're human like are you gonna understand what pack means to me you don't have those conversations or questions with these two individuals they because they are sort of the same i guess race in this case their issues don't stem from the differences in their racial background their differences and conflicts stem from the the other things um and so this book i think does a really really good job of giving us this love story of two people who don't really have to be like okay and now I need to explain to you why I do x y and z because that explanation like that's it's a given of course there's going to be differences one is wolf one is leopard and the two packs in some you know are going to have differences but overall pack structure pack loyalty uh what is demanded of you in within your pack what you must do as a predatory changeling when interacting with non-predatory changelings none of that needs we don't need to spend time breaking that down for our partner um kind of thing in this book because the they know like next um so this 
book six, I think, at least for me, it's where I started. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, Mercy and Riley are one of my favorite couples. I love rereading them. And as I'm going through this reread where I'm really sort of focusing in on um, each couple and what the book is sort of trying to show me and tell me, um, this book doesn't feel this book feels like its core focus is it's it's the couple it's not that there isn't world building because there is and there's a lot that is happening in the world certain things certain pieces are starting to move into certain places and you're starting to be like oh this looks what's happening here what's happening there what might this mean farther down the line how can th- these people turn this around so the world building is there but there's something about these two that it feels just like the focus is a or maybe it's that they just both leap off the page so well to me and i'm just so focused on them because again these are two characters we're both um we have a Riley is a dominant male changeling, but Mercy is a dominant uh, female leopard. She isn't some woman who's like, I'm just waiting to be saved. She's very much like, I can save myself. And if you are unwilling to understand what that means, there is no future. She is so, so clear in who she is and what she needs and she's able to articulate it to Riley so that it isn't about like, oh, now we have miscommunication and they spend half the book, you know, mad at each other. because No, they talk and she makes it clear to him when he is like, I mean, I thought this was fine. And she's just like, no, it wasn't fine. And these are the reasons why. And I'm going to go now. Goodbye. Thank you so much for nothing. It's I don't know. For me, I love, I have always loved strong heroines. I've always loved women who are like, I am not just going to sit here and take things and wait and, you know, no, I'm going to do what I need to do, what's best for me. And if you cannot be on board with that, then you cannot be in my life. And yeah, that might suck. But like, listen, we're not just going, oh, well, I guess I'll compromise um, with like my values and morals. Like, no. And so I, I absolutely, absolutely love this book. Um, as I'm thinking about this series and trying to figure out how many other in the few, there are a, f- a few other changeling pairings in within the series and in every single one of them. Again, the women are just like, well, I'm just gonna like sit here and chill. And it isn't a question of like, oh, only the dominant changeling women are like, I'm strong. And then the, you know, the non-dominant, you know, the more uh, submissive uh, member, changeling members are like, I just sat there and he had to feed me my food. No, these, everyone understands their role. And it's, I just think it's really, 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 really well done. And I love it so much. And I, again, it was my first Nalini. So maybe uh, some of you might be like, Esther, I think you is a biased because it was. But I don't think I am. I think this book is really that good. Um, And if you're like, "Ah, I don't really want to read this whole series. It's a lot of books. Which I don't know what that means. Uh, But I, I mean, I do know what that means. Then please, if you don't read others, read this one. There are going to be books that I'm going to say to you, if you can't read any other Nalini's, read these. And as you're, you're going to love them. You're going to love them. All right, I'm going to pause here. And then when I come back, it's going to be spoiler motherfucking central. Um, yes, I swore. And if swearing bothers you, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's part of who I am. Yes, my vocabulary is vast vast and it includes swear words all right all right guys i've returned um like i went somewhere anyway so in case you're like what's happening now i'm talking about branded by fire but with spoilers 
I'm really, really, like, I'm, I'm going to spoil it left, right, and center. So if you're like, oh, God, spoilers, no, how could you? Then please uh, pause here and uh, listen to a previous episode if you haven't. Um, and if you have listened to all episodes, thank you for listening this far. Um, and I'm not going to be all like, how could you not listen to the end? Um, because th- for this episode, this is literally all I'm talking about. So if spoilers really really bother you pause now and we will talk again next week okay so branded by fire book six in the series first book i ever read Ooh, ooh, all right what does that mean so uh as i said before found this book in new york public library um it was the mid midtown sort of manhattan branch which i believe right now is currently under construction um uh so i was there because the apartment i was living at in the time in the bronx uh they had informed us that there would be no power between like the hours of like nine and six or some nonsense i was working at starbucks i'd gotten off work um I had started work probably at like 5.30 in the morning, some nonsense like that. So it was kind of like, do I really want to go home in the heat of summer to an apartment where I can't even like put on a fan because there is there is literally no power? So, so there'll be no AC and there'll be no fan. I'll just be sweltering hot. That seemed foolish. So I went to the library. And then I was like, you know, just randomly picking up mass market paperbacks as one does. Read the blurb, was like, hmm. This blurb sounds kind of interesting. I've always enjoyed when people who are like, I don't like this other person fall in love. So I was like, yeah, started reading. And then an hour later, falling asleep, bladder going, bitch, we want to pee. I was like, oh shit. And I'm pretty sure, I know I took the book out and I'm almost 100% positive that I went home and I finished reading it um, and stayed up till God knows what time. Um, and at this time I was, like I mentioned earlier, I was working at Starbucks, which meant I started our store open at five 30 in the morning. So I started work at five. I'm pretty sure that my crazy self stayed up way too late and finished this book right then and there. But anyway, um, this is our first changeling pairing in the series, right? Uh, up until this point, it's been a changeling with either a psi or a human. Um, we have not yet had two psi. We have not had ent- two human. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we've seen two human yet in the series. Which I... D- knowing what I know of where the series is going kind of makes sense um but it's something hmm anyway this is our first changeling pairing uh mercy is a changeling i still haven't been able to find her last name i'm terrible whatever um riley uh is a changeling and they are both um dominance So what, you're probably like, okay, so does that mean they, like, whip out whips? We're not talking about dominance in the way that you would think of it in um, the BDSM community. This is, again, this is a paranormal, so this is a completely different world from our world. No, the idea is because these characters are both human, or can both turn into a human, but also turn into an animal, within pack structure as animals there's things as levels of dominance so an alpha is going to be your most dominant usually uh uh, your most dominant animal uh in this specific pack so lucas is the most dominant leopard in the dark river pack hawk is the most dominant wolf in the snow dancer pack is it possible for other people to get to that point? Yes. Are future alphas born every day? I mean, not every day, but yes. Um, in this, in a few books, we've been informed that Kit, who is a, when we start the series, he's a juvenile. I think in this book, he is assigned, you know, full adult status. Um, Kit has the scent of a future alpha. So, it's not like, oh, you've got one alpha, he lasts forever, da 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 And alphas can be both good and both bad. The alpha of the hyena pack, 
that we saw in I want to say Judd's Judd and Brenna's book um that man sold out his people like and then was murdered not murdered sorry executed because he sold out his people and that you know there are there's you know sort of rules and you know selling out your people means death which I mean I I'm not mad that that like that kind of makes sense so it's not like oh you know but so what that means is between within all packs there are going to be animals that are going to be more dominant and animals that are going to be more submissive and so that means that certain characters are going to be much more in terms of their animal dominant and we really start to see it in this book and you'll see more of this as we go into future books that for dominant changelings who are of predatory species. So when I say predatory, I mean predatory animals, Ti- you know, wolves, tigers, bears, lions, you know, the, what we would consider predator in, in our world. For those changelings, um, taking care of others uh whether it is members of their packs or it is non-predatory changelings think deer uh ah, shit i was like what else is non-predatory animal i don't know squirrels bunnies whatever all that taking care of the quote-unquote weaker physically not like oh they're weak and stupid and dumb like they're like just not as strong as i am boom done um or they don't have that inclination to like you know beat the shit out of somebody else you know unless specifically provoked for specific reasons that we start to see how important that is um for these characters and we really start to see it in this first in this this book so you're probably like, okay, so what does like this mean? For those of you who haven't read and are listening, um, changelings have a ridiculously like sensitive, like they can smell everything, right? Uh, to the point that they don't even wear like regular perfume because that would make them sick. There's like specific perfume that they buy that like really only they can smell. So if you're a non-changeling, you can't smell it at all. But changelings can be like, mm, yes, you smell good. But that's how subtle it has to be, or else changelings are like, I'm gonna die. So that also means that changelings can smell when people are aroused. Now imagine if your partner is like, hmm, you said you weren't into it, but I can tell because I can smell it. I mean, that's, you know, you, you, you can't be like, I don't know what you mean. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not into you at this moment. Like, girl, no, I can smell it. What? Um, and so... That is sort of talked about in some of the other pairings, right? Because the non-changeling partner is like, I'm just going to lie about being attracted or being aroused by whatever they're doing. And changeling's like, girl, what? I can, I, what? I can smell you. And the other person's like, girl, what? What are you talking about? How dare you? <gasps> Does that mean everyone can tell? Well, in this case, they are both changeling. So they know this. They know this. And then it's both like... Mm, you're saying you're not into me, but like, we both know you are. And it's like, shut up, you know? So all, all of a sudden you've got these sort of interesting things that can happen for these two characters who are of, you know, um, similar, but not same background. Um, what we also see in this book, um, I feel like, the emphasis on their love story at least for me is really wonderful and i think it's because we don't have to have scenes where mercy's explaining what changeling and changeling love and mating is all about or vice versa for riley because these are two people who it's not like one of them grew up outside of a pack and is learning about changeling pack structure they are both you know, members of packs that are strong packs, at least in present day. Um, in Riley's case, he has been taking care of his younger siblings since their parents passed. Um, in Mercy's case, she is the oldest, but both her parents are alive. So she hasn't had to take care of her younger brothers in the same way that Riley would have uh, has sort of uh, pointed himself to. But it's... we 
I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't have to spend as much time sort of giving all of this like background into what it means to, you know, for them to be together in the way that we might have seen in other books, because again, they are both changeling. So it's more about, okay, we're both, you know, changeling now. Okay. What are some of the conflicts? Okay. Big one. He's a wolf. She's a leopard. I mean, Mm, that's you know like if we saw a leopard and a wolf cub being friends we'd be like oh my god that's so cute look at these like two animals that would never hang out together hanging out together right and so the idea that these two characters are falling for each other is like whoa another big one they are both really key members of their packs right um mercy is one of lucas's sentinels that is literally your highest level as ranking as a soldier in dark river riley is a lieutenant in snow dancer same thing highest ranking soldier level in snow dancer and on top of that he is very clearly um hawk's right hand man so these are not two characters who are like, oh, sort of on the periphery of pack life. They are central and integral to pack life. What does that mean for the two of them, right? There's that conflict of like, well, how, how can we make this work? What if we lose our sort of blood bond to our alpha, to our alpha? Like what, what are we like, what can we, how can we make this work? Now, luckily, at the point that these two sort of start to dance around each other and really sort of start to realize that maybe they can't really walk away from each other, Snow Dancer and Dark River have already sort gone even past an alliance to more of sort of a blood bond. Um, so these two packs are connect, have already started to connect in much more integral ways. They're still completely separate, but there is the understanding that they work together, that they, you know, are open with each other to a certain degree, that they share information, that when things go south, they present a united front. So it isn't like it's like we're from two, you know, and we've never had any sort of like major, like sort of communication between our two packs and we're falling for each other and oh good god one of us is gonna have to like leave the other it's not quite there yet but it is kind of like oh like what do we uh what now mercy is the last sentinel in dark river to be mated um the other sentinels which are vaughn dorian and clay have all made it up until this point. And they have not made it with changelings, right? Uh, Vaughn with Psy, Faith. Um, Dorian with Psy, Ashaya. And then Clay with a human, Talon. So up until this point, we, you know, Mercy's the last one sort of in that little group. Um, and I, the, there's uh at the end of Ashaya's book and at the beginning of this book there's sort of that conversation of like mercy's like oh it's not that she's not happy for her um fellow sentinels she is but it's kind of like well i would also like to be mated but something that's also made clear in this book is that dominant changeling females their animal isn't just going to accept any guy their animal is going to be like it needs to be a, a, a male who is um as dominant as they are if not more dominant because if not they will walk all over them um because their animal will just be like well like he can't even protect us what are we doing here um which i think is fascinating and so in mercy's case she's like well if all the sentinels who are sort of the crim of the crim of our in terms of dominance and whatever in our pack are mated then that probably means it's going to be someone from another pack now she has already, you know, in her, I believe we sort of see her think about Riley and not, she doesn't say him, but she mentions a wolf in, um, in a shot, Dorian and Ashaya's book, book five. But I think there's also like a tiny, tiny hint, um, in book four, Clay and Talon's book. So 
she is kind of like mm, this wolf is hot but like no he's a wolf the fuck like i can't do that that's gross and not like that's gross and like i'm literally gonna go vomit but you're just like no that's so foolish i shouldn't i couldn't oh my no um but then you know clearly that's not how that happens now in the case of snow dancer up until this point uh no the only other snow dancer couple we've seen are judd and brenna and judd is shy and you know obviously is welcomed into snow dancer uh different you know based on what ends up happening with the lauren family um and then brenna wasn't ever a soldier of any sort she was really into or it was she not dead she is really into technology so that's a whole other we haven't really seen anyone in sort of the rule the 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 higher echelons i guess of pack of the pack um be in a relationship riley is literally our first sort of glimpse into that so this book right we've got these two changelings and all the things that they have to go through now it also doesn't mean that that's all we focus on and nothing else is happening in the world so much is happening so many breadcrumbs are being thrown in our faces about things that are gonna come and other books later <laughs> you're like oh my god what so human lines who we first meet in um Doran and Shia's book, right? They tried to take her, and then all of the people that they sent died. Um, they apparently didn't learn their like lesson, <laughs> and sent in a team to kidnap um a young man named Nash, who is actually uh we also you know meet a different kind, another changeling um group. Uh, we meet, we find out that there are Lynx changelings. Um. And they are a family that's living in Dark River. It is explained to us that for predatory changelings to exist in the territories of other predatory changelings, agreements have to be made. And I think it's because of where Nash is going to... No, he's going to school in MIT, which is nowhere near California, right? Isn't that on the other side? Of... John will say, there's a reason why his family is in the, the Dark River region. And so they are but you know they're the agreement is there so it's not like oh no so the human alliance comes nabs nash but in the process like terrifies his little sister because she i think at the time is like sneaking out of the house and so she's not in the house when the human alliance comes in and uh gets uh drags nash out so what ends up happening is they like pump some sort of gas into the house to drug the parents and the plan is i think they planned that everyone would be drugged in the house i don't even know if they realized that the little sister would be there or they probably did but they just assume everyone's gonna breathe in the gas be drugged out we can just grab them and go but because she's been sneaking out of the house something they wouldn't know because they weren't they didn't do that much reconnaissance um she's sneaks out she sneaks out her brother probably try to sneak out or at least try to keep an eye on like where she was going so he isn't completely like drugged out when they come to get him but he's just not of full strength anyway they kidnap him take him away um and we find out that he is really good at nano like he is apparently brilliant at nanotechnology which if you think back to in dorian and shia's book um the human alliance was like maybe we can make this omega um virus like work for us and also this idea of like um an implant for humans so that they can have a shield so that they aren't mind raped um is a big deal for them so obviously snow dancer and um dark river are like excuse me what are you doing and in this book we meet bowen knight bowen knight in this book is just um sort of an operative for um the human alliance but he isn't you know um the top general he's just like he's got a crack team and he has realized that the human alliance um which has both a business arm and a paramilitary arm that something isn't right um the business arm is sort of like how to you know have people still work 
and shop and all of that do business with the human alliance but the paramilitary arm has probably over the years been like okay well we have to protect ourselves from you know both changelings and Sai. so i believe what ends up happening is um i'm trying to think do they they get nash they track down nash and are able there's just boatman comes to them being like we took nash but we've realized something else is going on and of course both um huck and lucas are like so why exactly shouldn't we murder you like shouldn't we execute you right then and there for doing what you just did like terrorizing this family and like why would you ever think that this would work um and of course the human alliance is like well like we are you know trying to like kind of like we didn't kill him and they're just like that's not helping your case and uh what so we we're seeing that the human alliance which sounds like it should be like really you know helpful because it's you know sort of governing not a governing body but sort of like a sort of a organization that's supposed to be for someone that humans can turn to is uh, there's question marks there there's serious question marks um and so so we meet bowen knight in case you're like i read the book and i really liked bowen he gets a book but farther down the line um we meet the human alliance we in this book someone tries to take out all the counselors we find out who at the end stupid tatiana rika smith but we don't really know that literally until the end but someone literally tries to take out every single counselor uh nikita caleb all of them and like actually fails at all of them like no one none of the counselors die (laughs) um all of the counselors are saved um we see how much anthony kiriakis is involved in the rebellion um there is what else are we sort of teased about hawk and sienna which is really interesting because in previous we've seen that there is sort of this sort of antagonistic like relationship between the two not bad but it's just like she gets on his nerves but you realize in this book that mm, there's something underlying that right uh in this book she's 18 she's essentially an adult quote-unquote and she's also not like the other side and it becomes very clear in this book that whatever her ability is which now rereading i'm like oh she like told us because of like this but like i don't i definitely i'm bad at picking things up like that like i'm just like i'm reading and then i'm like in the next book and i'm like oh my god oh my god and now i'm like wait she she told us but we'll find out later what kind of side um sienna is but it is mentioned in this book just not in it's not completely tied to her so if you also missed it it's okay it's cool you know we can be friends you know it's it's all right um but yes so we're seeing so hawk and sienna are you know uh, i I know this is a spoiler section i can do this uh are a future couple uh their book is not that far down the line i think it's another three books no we're at book six in their book shite don't recall are they after max and sophia or after caleb i think they're after caleb so it's like devrosh and cat and katya then max and sophia or max and sophia before Hmm. i'll have to look Anyway, so we're seeing, it's not like, like I was saying earlier, it's not like this book just focuses on, you know, uh, Riley and Mercy. Okay, so I, you know, like when your screen on your phone goes dark, I went to like, you know, wake it up and apparently also like press like stop recording. So, you know, just, uh, where was I? Anyway, as I was saying, um, before I foolishly cut myself off, um we see you know different characters that we're gonna have questions for and that are gonna get books um oh we learn 
that Lucas and Sasha are going to be expecting a baby, a baby, a baby, a baby, a baby, 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 baby. You're like, what in the world? Shh. Um, so a lot is happening around the world or within the world, not around the world, within the world of this book. And then on top of that, we've got Riley and Mercy and their whole love story. Now, there is a quote that I have to read to you guys because every time I read it, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, girl, you like, you read this how many times? But every time it gets me. So this, um, the person speaking, it's Andrew, who is Riley's younger brother. So it's Andrew. No, what? It's Riley, Andrew, and then Brenna for the Kincaids, right? So, Brenna already has a book, guys. Remember, Andrew will be getting a book in the future. Yes, yes, yes. So, Andrew is speaking to Mercy about his brother. And this is what he says. And every time I read it, I'm like... (gasps) Okay. He's got a heart as big as Texas. He'll die for you without blinking. But he doesn't expect anyone to do the same for him. And for me... Okay. One of the reasons why I this quote always sticks out to me, why I think Andrew says this to Mercy, they're both dominant changelings, and they are both loyal to their packs, and they are these are two characters who are sort of defined by the levels that they're willing to go to for their people, for the for those that they consider their own, right? And in Riley's case, what Andrew is letting both Mercy and the reader know is Riley, he, like, he literally will die for you. Now, in other books, not in other books, uh, kind of in other books. And Mercy mentions this. He's very sort of stick in the... She calls him Mr. Stick in the Mud, right? He seems very um, sort of stoic and stodgy. And his other, his nickname is The Wall. Um, this does not seem like someone who's flexible or bendy. You're like, bendy? Shh. Go with the flow, guys. Go with the flow. And... So it can be easy to think, oh, well, he's just dominant, you know, alpha type dude. And he just wants a woman to, you know, but it's like, no, he is, his heart is huge. Right. And, and in this book, right. At this point, Brenna is made it to Judd is happy, but he wasn't able to protect his little sister from the torture she endured so similar i mean in dorian's case his sister died so not only was he was she tortured but she died he was not able to save her um and i think no it was in dorian and shy's book that like he mentioned that like her blood was still warm so like she had literally just been killed um, so it's one of those, like, maybe if I'd somehow been two seconds, three seconds, seven minutes earlier, anyway, um, in Riley's case, Brenna's alive, Brenna has crawled out from the, that nightmare, is now happily mated, and yet the, the feeling, uh, the feelings of guilt of not having done enough, of course are still with him, um, and because Mercy is exactly like him, essentially, she completely understands that. Um, what she needs him to understand is that he, no, not he, that she, unlike his sister, has all the tools to take care of herself and is, can only be a full person, a full woman if she is able to do the job that she has always sort of done um because there there's a scene where like you know he calls and tells her about some information because they're supposed to be working together to figure out like 
uh, before they find out about the that the human lines is the one who nabbed Nash, they're trying to figure all that out. And he essentially doesn't call her to a scene because he thinks it's dangerous and he sort of falls into that mindset of like, well, I want to protect her from something, so I'm just not going to let her know. And that infuriates her to such a degree because he's not understanding that that is exactly who she is someone who goes into danger just like him and yes his animal is like but i must protect you and she's just like cool that's great that that's what you're animal but like that's why you're also human and if you can't understand that this is who i am this will never work right this will literally not work and i cannot like do this with someone who can't grasp that obviously he grasps the concept because they end up together uh this is a romance happily ever after but i thought it was so well done that mercy made it so clear to him this is why i'm angry this is why you fucked up and this is who i am and if you want any kind of future with me you have to accept who i am just like she has to accept who he is it has to sort of go both ways um and so i for me it's just it's really really i really enjoy seeing heroines that are like i know exactly who i am and i know exactly what i am worth and what i deserve and if you can't meet me halfway then there is no point in us continuing this song and dance for what um i really 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 appreciate that um then there's like little scenes that i feel like just sort of feed into the overall sort of um information about both the world about these characters um there are starting to be increasing cases of psi people um acting out in violent and seemingly irrational manners um and there are several reasons for that the big reason is sort of like one of the big big sort of underlying um mysteries that gets solved in later books um and so riley and mercy are at i believe an ice cream shop or somewhere a cafe and a psi man enters the cafe or is in the process of entering the cafe uh about to you know shoot everybody with like a machine gun um and they both sort of dive at him get him out and right before this happens when they're in this cafe they see a few non-predatory changeling like teens like i don't know and hanging out right and they're i think they're deer or they're just not predators they're changelings but they're not predatory animal changelings and when they you know riley and mercy both sort of realize that something's wrong like you know their animal is obviously realizes something almost immediately they charge him they sort of knock him through a plate glass window um get the gun out of his hand basically prevent um the tragedy that could have been um and like riley is kind of like oh my god she's been hurt but before we even get to that point um they enforcement arrives and takes care takes a hold of this um psy man because he is psy and they don't have um any sort of what's the word um jurisdiction changelings only have jurisdiction over other changelings or humans within their packs um they do not have jurisdiction over side enforcement has jurisdiction over side um and so after they are like we have to escort these teenagers home and i say have to because literally what we realize in this in the scene is that their animal would not rest and would be upset if they didn't make sure that these other changelings who aren't you know as strong as they are um if they didn't make sure that they got home safely 
And so, uh, because they don't, you know, I think it's like three boys and three girls, uh, they decide that they'll all sort of walk and drop off the ones that are closest to them, drive the other ones that are farther away. And one of the changeling girls, one of the teenagers mentions how, um, it was so cool to see like what Mercy did and how the guys like always sort of make it seem like, oh, well, a woman can't do, you know, that kind of a job. And Mercy's kind of like, nope, don't listen to them. That's some foolish talk any you know you don't need to be a dude to be a protector um and then it it's mentioned before and it's been mentioned throughout the series how important touch is and I had mentioned you know sort of that touch hunger that the Psy have because they literally do not touch anybody well you know they don't there is no any form of touching in the Psynet because again touch fosters bonds and bonds is equals emotions and we cut out emotions so we can't do that um but for changelings it's like you can't just like touch whoever because there are sort of there's you know only certain people have what they call skin privileges and that's usually obviously family people who you're in a relationship with you can't just like run up to some random changeling and be like let me just grab you by the neck like girl what that's a fight but there's also like as a way to sort of calm their animals down and feel more centered, touch is important. And so in this little brief scene, you know, uh, Mercy hugs the girls or, you know, make sure to touch them. Riley ruffles like one of the boys hair, you know, there are, it's these little moments of them being like, okay, I'm, we're going to do what we can to sort of soothe you, you and your animal, because the act of doing that soothes us and our animal um and I I really I really like seeing that because we'll see it again throughout the series and I do think that it's um a really great way to sort of remind the reader that these characters are changeling yes they obviously can turn into humans but they are also their animal and they live in harmony with both there is no like oh no I don't want to be an animal no we are happy to be both and it's again guys I don't know how many more ways I can say that I love this this author this she's wow um but I think it's really well done um something that also like really stuck with me this time that I don't think stuck with me earlier um the fact that there is apparently the fertility rate amongst uh changelings is lower than it is for either humans or size so changelings aren't just like ah i'm out here like popping them out like bunnies like no um and so lucas and sasha's um a journey into parenthood is going to be like a big deal uh a because he's changeling she's sad but also because it's not just like oh well you guys are pregnant and then those other people that other couple over there will be pregnant and then that other couple over there that's not how that really happens um so I do think that that I was just like I, for some reason that really stuck out to me this time around and I wonder also if it's like it stuck out to me because like you know this idea oh well changeling animal like maybe they just like populate 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 and it's like girl no that's that no actually nah um humans inside actually are more like uh, and you're like what does that sound mean that is the sound of many many babies just popping up out of nowhere <laughs> um but yeah this 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 book is a big a big deal for me again it was my first nolini um i really like this pairing i like that these two characters are like i just uh, you they want to work together once they start to realize this isn't just i've got the hots for you you've got the hots for me once they start to realize there's actual emotion behind this i actually have feelings they don't just like run away from each other and that they're just kind of like okay well maybe we can make this work and there are missteps right there are missteps riley pulls 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 a little like i'm just like dude you you knew that was like you should have known that was gonna piss her off. What's wrong with you? But he doesn't just like act like well, whatever. Um, he realizes and is like, okay, so I fucked up. Are you gonna forgive me? I'm and and like doesn't just like say it, but does you know is 
accent and so uh it's really cool oh i forgot in this book we also meet um are they falcons yes we meet falcon changelings so because up until this book we heard about rat changelings leopards and you know wolf changelings this book really starts to make us realize oh wait so when you said changeling like you meant you meant all animals all animals i mean i think snake changeling is briefly mentioned in a shy and dorian's book but like we don't actually meet one so although clay i believe knows one but we don't actually meet this individual but it starts to give you this idea of like wait a minute this is a lot of changelings out there and yes there are a lot of changelings out there uh we also are first hear about a wolf changeling pack um outside of moscow because uh caleb Krychek lives out there and when he is determining who is about to kill him which he finds out are humans uh he mentions the two changeling packs that are near him and one is a wolf pack one is a bear pack and the bear pack you will see again um because the alpha of that pack gets his own book uh and that book i'm i'm going to tell you which one it is silver silence i love listen i love silver silence like branded by fire is like the first melanie sink but silver silence listen i'm pretty sure when that book came out i reread it twice within months of it coming out like i i got it i read it and then i read it again and yeah no and do I own that one in paper? I own that one in digital and hardcover. Like I have the hardcover uh, in my house and the digital uh, on buffoon. And so, so we meet the bears, like we really meet the bears in Silver Silence. And the book that's out June 9th, and yes, I'm telling you again, when it's out June 9th, uh, Alpha Night, we're really going to meet uh, this wolf pack because the... Um, one of the main characters is the alpha of that pack and she's a female alpha which oh you're like what in this book um i think up until i'm trying to think if in previous books it's been mentioned that alphas are not just uh dudes it might have been touched upon but in this book it is actually mentioned twice in the sense mercy's grandmother her her maternal grandmother so her mother's mother is the alpha of a leopard pack in brazil um and she's an older woman because she's mercy's grandmother but she's still alpha because it and it, it's made very clear you know it isn't always about who's fastest and strongest it's like who can le- legit lead and um the wing so for the falcons they don't call them alpha they don't call their leaders alphas they call them wing leaders um she has just passed as in you know passed away but the wing leader was a woman now she lost her mate and she was the now uh current wing leader's grandmother so she wasn't like young but i just thought that was like so interesting that like she's letting us know and by she i mean Nalini saying you don't have to just be like a big bad man like hawk and lucas to be the leader the leader of a pack can be a woman because you have dominant women and that is again this isn't like in the sense of bdsm sorry guys um but it's in the sense of like you can be and it doesn't always have to be about brute strength it can be about other things than just brute strength so we in this book are at a point where things are really sort of the things are clearly happening in the Sinet in the sci world um that we aren't really sure of what i mean we have ideas but we definitely know that whatever it is it's going to impact everybody because that you know i think that is also another sort of theme that comes across in these books that no matter what 
everyone is impacted by, you know, violence, by uh, policies or protocols or um, forces that force everyone to live a certain way or act a certain way. Like this, it's very clear that what the Psy have done with the Psynet and the removal of quote-unquote emotion, and by removal I mean suppression, is not just something, it clearly impacted the whole world when it was implemented as people who were Psy and were, you know, married or in love with non-Psy, had to make decisions, had to make choices, and sort of the, the rupture of families, of history, of knowledge that that did. But it also means that now, if whatever is happening in the Psynet is of course going to affect everybody else. Um, and if you weren't really sure, you're starting to see exactly how it can affect everybody else. So, um, this, this series, I mean, guys, I, I say it all the time. Um, um, this series is amazing. And I think what I'm really starting as I read the series and while living in the current political climate, um, it really does make me at least think of like, the the idea that like not nothing that we do is sort of in a vacuum like by itself it all you know is interconnected and when different people sort of do things that you're like well why why would you do that um the, the it we're it just it's a lot anyway um all right i was you know how earlier I was like, oh, I don't know. So after Branded by Fire, it is Blaze of Memory. That's the next book. And then it's Bonds of Justice, followed by Play of Passion, then Kiss of Snow, then Tangle of Need, then Heart of Obsidian. And you're like, if that means nothing to you, it's Dev and Katya, followed by Max and Sophia, followed by Drew and Indigo, followed by Sienna and Hawk, followed by Riaz and Adria, followed by Caleb and Sahara, and then I'm, I'm just, you know, there's still more books. You're like, shit, there's still more books. Yes, my friends, there are. I'm really excited for um, the rest of them. The next book, Blaze of Memory. Um, every time I've read this book, I have sobbed like a child. Every single time. I know exactly how it ends. Every single time. It gets me. Um, in terms of this pairing, they... There is something about these two that is such an emotional gut punch for me. And maybe in this reread, I'll really be able to pinpoint why. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'll need to reread it literally a hundred times. Yo no sé. But I'm really excited for this book. Um, It came out July 2009, so I'm definitely going to spoil it because <laughs> it's been 11 years. I mean, it's about to be 11 years. It would be 11 years in July. So technically it's like 10 and three quarters. Whatever. Um, so yeah, that'll probably be next week's book. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. I don't actually have any other books I want to talk about. I have books I have to finish reading and whatever, whatever. Uh, but I really just was like, I'm going to focus on Branded by Fire this week because I, it like I said, this is where it all began for me um in terms of this author and i i love this book so so very much um and it just gives us so many little so many little crumbs on the trail for other books i mean there's a like a brief line where caleb talks about how the house he's in it's not even his house he's caretaking it for someone else and immediately you're like wait caretaking for someone else who i mean you find out in this book which is still a while away i mean we still got one two three four five we still got five books before we get to caleb's but like it's okay it's okay we can we can do this we can rock this but anyway thank you guys so much for listening if you want to comment uh or hit me up about whatever uh i'm on twitter uh and my twitter handle is at molesi which is m-o-l-e-s-s-i-e 
Um, I'm also on Instagram at S-E-M-V. And you're like, that was really fast. It's okay, I'm going to spell it out. It's E-S-S-I-E-M, like Mary, V, like Victor. Um, It's not like actually like Mary, then Victor. It's literally just the two letters. Uh, You can also, I mean, go to my website, check it out. I get, you know, check out the books I've recommended previously. I'm trying to think of what else you guys can do. I mean, you know. Hit me up. Send me a DM. Or send me a... What can you send me? You can send me pictures on the gram. That would be so fun. Yes. Um, As I mentioned last week, Nalini Singh will be at Apollocon... At E. At Apollocon 2021. So that's next year. Washington, D.C. April, I believe... 22nd um that is huge if you're a Nalini Singh fan and you can get to Washington DC I suggest you do as someone who has met her before she is so kind so sweet and she is oh my god I'm just like oh my god um so yes she's gonna be here stateside next year uh what else kiss gone KissCon is in April. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to do an episode about that. Um, Apollocon 2020 is in March. I believe tickets are all sold out. But I'm sure people are reselling. So I believe that there's a Facebook group where you can purchase tickets. I think it's Apollocon attendees. Mm, Look it up. Um, What else? I think that's it. I mean keep reading um keep enjoying romance and uh, i will talk to you guys next week la próxima semana voy a hablar con ustedes porque les estoy hablando en español no sé me dio ganas de hablar en español and you're all like what and it's okay okay bye